Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the Earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! <laughs> Boy, you are not ready. Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. Well, listen, since we're talking about video games, let's go ahead and get started with episode 12 of Current Gen. My name is Tim, and I'm here with Dan. The Last of Us is like the real-life pandemic we are living right now. <laughs> so true. Oh, man. Save that nugget for the end of the show. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so Dan, uh, Derek is going to be joining us soon, we think. We hope. Well, do we hope? I don't know if we I hope, mean, but we think. I guess. It depends on what he has to say. If he's going to talk about himself a bunch, then I don't uh -huh. care. Right. Um, if he's going to make us acknowledge his crotch area, mm -hmm. I don't care. Well, he's always going to make us do that. Yeah, so I, I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> So he'll, he'll jump in uh, whenever he's able to join. But we'll get things started with stuff that we're playing right now. So I've got a list of some games that uh, the three of us have added to this list on what we're playing in the last week. Dan, you had mentioned that um, it's kind of hard to really get into a game at the moment. Once mm -hmm. Final Fantasy VII was over, just like happens with a big TV show you binge or, or a big video game that you play, you can hit that rut of like, all right, now what's next? And you can't quite find that. Right game. So, are you still there? Are you jumping around from game to game? Are you just kind of taking a break from gaming? What are you What are you doing? Um, so I I did um, I'm missing my head. Um, I did uh, start the The Last of Us, uh, remastered on PS4. I I deleted um Watch Dogs 2 to make room for it, and also I just I on I only played like an hour and a half of it, and that generally for me is not enough to really kind of like make or break. When I when I'm playing a game, but like I'm just I'm not really feeling it. I'm not yeah. feeling the vibes. I don't know. It it feels like a hipster version of the first one, and I am kind of not feeling that. So yeah, a lot of people were very turned off by the characters. These yeah bunch of millennials that are trying to change the world with their technology, and don't know why exactly, but that didn't really bother me when I played it. But I know a lot of people didn't like it. It's not that I'm so much bothered by it. It just it feels like I don't know. I I actually didn't my and I don't even remember his name, but the the main character from the first one, I didn't honestly mind him that much. And I I feel like I did kind of like the story of that first one. If, Aiden, if the game, I think, right? Yes, Aiden, yeah. yeah. The game felt a bit more normal to me, and it was like uh, sort of like this like near near future, but like you know the technology is advanced and and you know sort of the networking and and all the cameras everywhere and everything and this one just feels like i don't know it feels kind of forced they're trying to be like let's just do like this completely different style and everything's colorful and hackers and they talk you know this way and it's like hmm. i don't know it's so just i will not say that they give you a whole bunch of cool ways to use technology in that game so i thought the yes. gameplay was fun i have to acknowledge that if you don't like if those characters bother you then it's going to annoy you the whole time yeah um but they do have a pretty cool I don't want to use the word cameo, but um, pretty cool moment that involves Aiden from the first game in the second okay. one. He, of course, is not a character that you control or play as or even team up with really okay. in the second one. But um, but his presence in one way, shape or form is there. And okay. I, I, I wonder with Watchdog Legion, whenever that comes out, you know, what is it? Probably early next year. 
You think it'll come out? Maybe this fall if we get lucky. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but whenever that comes out, I do wonder will they bring over characters from one and two? We'll see. We'll see what they well, decide so it to do. Takes place in England, right? Specifically. Um, I, be- I believe that's what they showed when they revealed the game, but I don't know yeah. if that's confirmed. If that's the only place you can go, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. So I mean, if that's the case, I mean, not that they couldn't go to England. You know, any characters from the first two. But... Well, where was the first one? Was the first one in Chicago, right? I believe so. Yeah. And that the second one was right. in San Fran. Yep. And so moving locations doesn't necessarily mean that the characters can't still pop up in each other's yeah. worlds. So we'll yeah, see yeah. what they end up doing with that. Yeah. I am interested to see what Ubisoft does. I, the idea of a Watch Dogs game that is like kind of a persistent shared online world isn't that interesting to me. Like technology-wise, I'm like, oh, how are they going to pull that off? But actual gameplay-wise, I'd rather just have another mostly single-player experience personally. But it's it's almost sort of overwhelming to be honest. Like, I, and I'm not one to be overwhelmed by games, but like, there's just there's kind of so much already just right off the bat with like Watch Dogs 2 and then Watch Dogs 3 is probably going to even be even more so because you have like, oh, like there isn't really a main character. It's like all these sort of almost like randomly generated, like that's the character you're picking. You're seeing that person, like that old lady that hacks and does stuff. Yeah. And then she dies. So then you switch to another character. It's like, this yeah. seems like there's a lot of systems going on and like, right. Right. yeah. Which so. again, it kind of works for an online persistent experience doesn't work as well for a story-based game but anyway we'll see what they we'll see what they do but you got rid of it because you weren't feeling the vibes maybe someday you'll give it another shot but yeah but why um we'll but pl- playing some last of us yes like a, it's like a nice warm blanket a nice oh. sad dark warm blanket <laughs> i was gonna say define warm because <laughs> i really love that it's like top five top three i think if i remember being on one of the episodes of our last show and and when you guys invited me on to making a list but yeah i just yeah. i really love that game i mean going back now because i haven't played it in a while there's definitely a different feeling with it like because i've been playing so many games of this generation mm-hmm. that it definitely feels dated even though it was at the end of ps3 yeah um yeah. but it's still an excellent game yeah i don't like, think it looks dated i don't think anyone would argue that that game is by any means ugly or looks super last gen like i think that game the remastered version on ps4 still amazing looking looks fantastic character models are great acting is amazing writing's great stories super intriguing and heartbreaking gameplay though that never really uh hit with me and actually this is something that i'm hoping over the next couple weeks maybe we can dive in a little deeper on last of us as we lead up to the launch of the sequel so we'll Mm -hmm. dive into this a little more but just wanted to float this out to you real quick a question are you finding the gameplay you just mentioned it feels dated are Mm -hmm. you finding the gameplay honestly objectively to be fun or it's just i love this game so much i don't care if this is quote unquote fun to play or not um it's it's not that it's not fun but the sneaking mechanics it's games that have sneaking mechanics are always hit or miss like it's either one or the other it's either it's too easy to sneak around or it's too difficult to sneak around gotcha And, and i think with this one um there are certain moments i wish there was almost like kind of like you know how like when a game has like there's like a meter and it's like changing colors or like yeah. it changes in length showing you you know the enemy like right. how much they're being aware of you there's nothing like that at all except for like a a, a sound like a signal yeah it's like an audio signal that's like oh they can sense that you're near so this there isn't an easy way for you to know how aware they are of you so that's depending on how good you are at you know espionage games or sneaking games yeah 
Um, but other than that, I don't dislike the way the game plays. Um, but the, I've, I've, I mean, Metal Gear Solid is definitely a more fun sneaking game. So yeah, yeah, you know that. But that's kind of what that mainly is about sneaking. Yeah. So, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, if you guys didn't hear any of that background noise, uh, Derek Teague has joined. <laughs> hey guys, it's that guy. Sweet Spider-Man shirt. Yeah, that is a cool nice. shirt. I like that. Appreciate it. Derek, welcome. We had just jumped in, uh, not for too long here, talking about uh, we're gonna talk about stuff that we're playing, and one of the things that Dan's trying to uh, restart the gaming engine that sort of died out when Final Fantasy VII ended, and uh, now he's starting to play some Last of Us. Um, what about you? What's something that you're playing? this week that you want to talk about uh i just that's why i'm late <laughs> sorry i'm tardy i just finished mafia 2 definitive edition you were late playing video games you lazy son <laughs> <laughs> my goal was to beat it before we started the show and then i i got the text at like 10 38 this is why he ignored us <laughs> yes i read it late he's like tim's like are you joining us and i'm like yeah i'll be on <laughs> i didn't tell him why but i'll be on later yeah, because if you keep it vague like that, then we go, oh, I wonder if something's wrong. I wonder if everything, you know. He's maybe... fighting with his wife. He's having a hard time. All of his kids are punching him right now. <laughs> well, talk to me about Mafia 2. You flew through that game this week. I played it a little bit, but I want to hear your impressions of this definitive edition. Yeah, I think I have a pretty good opinion on it as far as, like, if anybody's on the fence for this game, I think I could help encourage them to either buy it or... I can actually help them to stay away from it because the game is both amazing and god awful at the same time. So let me explain. Sure. Oh. Okay, so hey, before um, you jump into the game itself, how do they get access to it? It's, I saw read somewhere that if you already own it, you can upgrade for free. Does that mean you have to already own it on Xbox 360? And you how, yeah, how does that work? I'll, I'll admit, as somebody who uh, researches this stuff, for a lot of people who don't research. This was extremely confusing how they did this. So the way this was released is um, 2K announced that they're remaking, like, from the ground up, the original Mafia game. Yeah. Now, the original Mafia game came out on the PS2 and the OG Xbox. So I, I remember buying it and playing it on the Xbox and liking it, but I didn't. I definitely didn't beat it, and I don't remember. Dude, I played it on the PC and thought it was a gorgeous game back then. Yeah. But it definitely, all three of the games, it's the one that needs, like, rework, okay? For sure. So they are re-releasing that. That comes out in August. But if you bought or buy the trilogy upgrade now digitally, not physically, digitally, you get access to Mafia 2 Definitive Edition and the Mafia 3 they call it definitive edition but honestly they didn't really do much with mafia 3 so i'll get into that in a second but what tim was talking about is how do i get a free copy of mafia 2 and mafia 3 if i've already bought them well you can only get a free copy of mafia 3 on consoles if you already own it and what i mean is a free copy is the definitive edition. so it just upgrades it basically and again, it really did not do much. They made it 4K. It is 100% fake 4K. Stay <laughs> oh, on the 4K. game on the Xbox One X. I already bought it on Xbox One back in 2016 when it launched. It was god-awful ugly. It was like 720p, disgusting. So I went ahead and downloaded it. I didn't even finish the game. Uh... I playing it on the PS4 because I think PS4 was 1080p. 
and 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 Xbox One S was 720p or something. It was a huge difference. So, anyways, um, so they upgraded that uh, on the One X, PS4, and um, PC. You do get all of the DLC for free, which is pretty cool. Because oh, nice. there's three story DLCs. I never played them, and those are all free. Everybody can go download those. Yeah, apps. I never played so that either. So that's Mafia 3. So I owned Mafia 3 on both Xbox One and PC already because I bought it on PC real cheap because I wanted a visual upgrade. Um, and then Mafia 2 Definitive Edition is only free if you already own Mafia 2 on PC. It is not free on Xbox One or PS4. Because they never had a version for those consoles. That makes no, sense. No, they only had it on PS3 and Xbox 360, which I own it on Xbox 360. I think it's backwards compatible. I think that game's backwards. I think the old version was, but if you want the yeah. definitive edition, you got to. If you want the definitive edition, you either have to buy it for $30 now, or this is where it gets confusing. The trilogy is $60 because the remake is $40 for the, the original one. That's $40 standalone. Let me do standalone prices first. $40 for the first one that's coming out in August. $30 for the definitive edition of the second one. $30 for the definitive, definitive edition of the third one. Again, that's if you're buying them all separate. Oh, so that's then $100. Bucks. Yes, there's a package deal for $60 for all three of them. Okay. This is again where it gets confusing. So what I did is on PC, I already have access to two and three. They're free. I went and go, I found out there's a discount on the trilogy price if you already own two or three. So if you own just three, you get a discount. If you own just two, you get a discount. If you own both, you get a bigger discount. I didn't, they didn't tell you what the discount was. So I went on PC and I looked at the trilogy price and it was 40 bucks. And I was like, Oh, so I have to pay for the one game I don't have. That's I didn't really get a discount. I get a discount, but I don't because I already had access to all of it. <laughs> um, and then have Xbox One. I only have um, the third one. What a pretzel! So <laughs> I wanted to see what the price would be on on the Xbox. It's basically they take ten dollars off per game. So the cheapest you can get it on Xbox or PS4 is $50 for the trilogy if you pre-ordered it. I went ahead and bought the trilogy on the Xbox One X, and here's why I did it. It's $50, and I had $25 in rewards already built up. So I only paid $25, and the reason I did this, because I'm already playing the second one on pc i'm not playing on xbox one but i did tell tim through text the xbox one version looks just like the pc version mm. pc version to me does not look superior to the xbox one x so um i'm kind of glad about that because you know i just bought it but but anyway so i went ahead and bought the trilogy because the trilogy for 25 bucks i get the first one when it launches so yeah. I feel which that by the way, that's the one I'm the most excited about. I oh, never played I never played two. Um I played it a little bit, but not a ton. I remember what it looked like. And so I can tell you, in my opinion, this is a visual upgrade. I've played two now for about three hours. I haven't not as far as you, but um uh one I played from start to finish on PC and loved it, and I can't wait to see that thing rebuilt. The screenshots they've shown look so beautiful, it looks fantastic. 
Yeah, and two we, doesn't look amazing. It doesn't, but it looks good. It looks like the 360 version of it, except it's, it's now in 4K. So it's yeah. just like anytime uh, Microsoft has announced like backwards compatible games and that they've gotten Xbox One X enhanced, that's exactly what this game looks like. Yeah. It just looks like Agreed. it was Xbox One X enhanced, which means it added HDR, I think. I don't even know if it has HDR, but it's for sure like 4K. I don't know. I'm if not that game. far into it. It's still wintry, so I haven't seen a whole lot of lighting effects. It looks better when the seasons change. Okay. The winter, it's really hard to tell that it looks good. Yeah, it looks um, fine, but it and it's yeah. it's fun. But I wanted to go ahead and tell us about your experience with playing it, story gameplay. Is this worth buying? If I'm interested in mafia style stories and if I like third person shooters, should I get this game? All right, so yeah, and I'll try to keep it short because it took me forever to explain the stupid trilogy thing. But basically, here's my thoughts on Mafia 2. I always wanted to play it. I'm interested. In, we talk about how you know there's certain types of like like we talk about samurai and what's it called the japanese um i don't know whatever time periods people talk about i like this oh feudal japan feudal japan yeah feudal japan people talk about it all the time i would say feudal japan's probably my number one but i would say this setting these type of games mafia type games these these type of settings are probably number two on my list Mm -hmm. Um, it's really high up, so I'm already into that type of lore. I like that family gangster bullcrap without the thug BS. I, basically, I just like white people fighting. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's fair. You must love the so anyway, club. <laughs> so Mafia 2, um, even if you don't know the premise of Mafia 1, which I don't, because, again, I only played it a few hours. Mafia 2, I think does play off a lot of what happens in the first one would be my guess but it is its own standalone story like i could follow it i wasn't like what is good like who's this character i don't understand like i get it there's connections to characters but so far nothing that i did in the first game is like oh that's like yeah there's there's just some character names that i'm like oh yeah when i play the first one i'll be like oh okay plus there's about a 20 year time difference yeah i was about to ask because one was during prohibition and two is during World War Two. Okay. Yeah, the first one is probably you're playing Vito's dad, I guess. I can't remember. Um, I'll have to look it up. But uh, Vito Scarletta is the, the main dude in Mafia 2. So I'm guessing in Mafia, it's, you're probably playing his father. So the thing that I feel like they nailed in this game, getting past like looks and all that stuff, is they nailed to me three things, very important things. They nailed story, characters, and world. I really felt like I was in that time period. Even like some of the systems in the game, uh, you got to remember this is almost a 10-year-old game. This is the 360. So some of the stuff that was happening, I was like, oh, man, they had this in games then? Like, this is smart. Like, just some of the, the way the cops react. Like, hey, you need to change your clothes. Like, just they they – they remember things mm-hmm. um license so, plate on your car yeah so there's a lot of little things that they did that i was like okay that's that's pretty smart but the whole world and the characters like don't get me wrong you can tell which characters and we talked about this in a previous podcast there's certain like shows and video games you'll play where you're like i can tell they want me to hate that character so everybody they want you to hate, they do a good job of making you hate them. And everybody they want you to like, they do a good job to me of making you like them. Some people are going to find Joe, his like his buddy, uh, 
Vito's buddy annoying. And he is, but he fits the role of that typical, like, over-the-top. Huh? He's like an annoying sidekick. That's the thing. He's not really a sidekick. Vito Uh, is kind of the sidekick. Joe is is not a boss or anything. Joe's a, a grunt, but he's... He's the one that's helping Vito get into this ah, this war. Because okay. Vito comes back from the war, and he's actually supposed to go back. Um, and they get him out of it so he can join the family. So Joe is kind of like his old buddy, his old pal from back in the day, who's now trying to help him get into this mafia life. Um, and he's just typical, over-the-top, like all about banging 20 ladies and having a good time. <laughs> hey, yo, it's Joe. He's that super guy. Italian, the meatball. Very, yeah. He says, "Forget about it." In the first hour, like three times. <laughs> forget about, about it, Vigo. Forget yeah. It'll be okay. It'll play itself. I out. noticed that, like in the in the car rides, that's where you get a lot of the exposition. You get a lot of the setting, right? Because they was... they want you to go from point A to point B. Either you're driving or you're just riding along, and that's how they're setting up the story and the characters and like hmm. where you fit in is just with character dialogue during those car rides. And, and stuff. that's what I was going to say. I was talking about how like some of the stuff's real smart to me. It is um, again, maybe I just don't remember nine or 10 years ago that well, but like the conversations between like Joe and, and Vito and all the comments Joe makes about my driving, like you got to remember <laughs> the time period. They don't usually drive 80 to 100 miles per hour. So when I'm hitting the pedal, it'll be like, hey, whoa, slow down, bro. You know? Yeah. Take, yeah, the money, if, money's still going to be there. What's yeah. the rush? You're going 40 miles an hour. Slow down. Yeah. So he freaks out about that, and then he gets mad if I go through red lights. He's like, ah, you don't even see it's a red light? What's what's your problem? We're not in a rush. Um, so there's a lot of uh, dialogue back and forth between them. But again, they nailed character. They nailed world. And then and this is why I wanted to finish it. I wanted to see how the story played out. So obviously I finished, I think it's a 12, 13 hour game. It's got 15 chapters. I finished this in two or three days, I think of me actually playing it. So probably three days of me actually playing it. Um, you kind of just straight mainline the whole thing. Well, that's the cool thing about this game. So from a distance, it could look like it's just like a GTA clone. It is Far from a GTA clone. And I had a great conversation with like Kyle Neely in our Facebook group, and even Rob Ronaldo was in it, but it was more Kyle and I going back and forth describing how this game works. And even though, from if you were just to look at it, like if you were to walk by and look at it, you'd be like, oh, it's a GTA clone. It's far from it. Yes, of course, it has a lot of things similar, but it's an open world that's not really about that style of game what i mean by that is the open world is just there is it kind of like la noir because that's yeah. like it's a huge huge map but you don't really do but there's no much. reason to do there's anything i would say there's a few more things in la noir like there's actually collectibles okay. kind of like three has there's yeah, a few this, collectibles but this point is though, I mean, yeah there's only one part in the game that I can think of, and it's towards the end, I'm not going to spoil it, where you do something and you owe money and you've got to get this certain amount of money. So they just go, okay, you got to go get that money. There's no mission. It's just you got to go get that money. So you can either go stick up shops and get money, or you can go collect cars and get them impounded and get that, get money. 
um, that's their open world. Yeah, so it's less side quests with a There's delivery. There's no side missions. It's more about here's ways you can make money, which is cool. Yeah, and you can go to clothes shops and buy clothes, but because it's the de definitive edition, you already have a ton of clothes in your closet. You also have a lot of nice cars. Like I had a bunch of nice cars in my in my garage, so it was not like I was playing the original version where I'm like, well, I gotta go get me a nice car or I need to get different clothes or whatever. You have all that stuff already. And you get the Mafia Three Guys stuff, his outfit yeah. and his car right out of yeah. the gate. So and I use that. Yeah. So that um, awesome. so I just want to say this. Um Mafia Two has an outstanding story. Um the gameplay is my biggest issue with it. That's why I said from the top I said to me, this is an awesome, terrible game. And again, keep in mind, this is dated. They didn't rework any of the, the mechanics or anything. They just upgraded the visuals and said, all right, play it. Um, and it's dated in that way. Like, I was getting very frustrated. I played it on normal, too. I didn't put it on easy. So if I want to put it on easy, probably complain less. But towards the end, you have a lot of gunfights with a lot of guys running at you. And it's like, you go to aim and the gun just zigzag like it's all <laughs> over the place. I'm like, why the you can't you can't tweak the shooting um, over there? You can't tweak the analog like I, the I'm sensitivity. Sure I didn't. I turned the sensitivity down. Using mouse like, and keyboard or controller? I use I'm using my uh, elite controller. Okay. My thing is, I think it's just janky. Yeah. I don't think it's like oh, if you turn the joystick sensitivity all the way down, then you would be going. Mm. Yeah, and that's pretty obvious from Chapter 1 when you're in Italy. They actually have you do a mission where you're there during World War II with your squad. Hmm. And right away you get some gunplay that's like, oh, there's really easy aim assist. But also, it doesn't always work. Like, sometimes it snaps right to them and you can shoot. And part of me goes, okay, if that's this game, this isn't going to take much skill. I'll just pop out, shoot, and hide again, pop out and shoot. But it doesn't actually work that well all the time. I've found that's plenty of times say. when the... The auto aim assist doesn't do it, what it's supposed to do, even though I was really close to aiming at them. I'm like, why didn't it just snap I to them I like had, it did the last time? So. I think I had partial auto assist. I would yeah. think it would benefit if it works, and you're saying it doesn't sound like it does work that well. I think this is a game that would uh, benefit off of complete assist, um, where you just kind of point in the direction, and then it grabs hold like Red Dead. Red Dead, it won't give you a headshot most of the time, but it'll grab you over to the closest guy in a way, torso. and then you can just move it around. I think this game would have benefited from it um, because they throw a lot of guys at you, especially towards the end. But again, that's just that's that's my complaint. If you're only playing this for gameplay alone, then stay away. It's not worth your money. It's not worth your time. It's not fun. The driving's cool, even though I know a lot of people would complain about it because you're actually having trouble um, controlling these cars. But it's to me, it's semi-realistic because of the type of cars you're driving in the type of world that you're driving. You're well, do you remember back. Mafia Three? People were really upset at the way the cars drove, but it's like, hey, these cars actually have weight, and there's yeah. a little bit of realistic it's physics. It's more there. realistic to the time period, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so I thought, uh, gameplay-wise, a little poor, but I still had fun. It's yeah. not like it wasn't fun. It's satisfying when you do headshot them or you you put a shotgun shell into a guy's chest. Um, but the, where it really, really thrives is the story. I absolutely love the ending. Of course, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I literally just finished it and I had to go on on online Google like, hey, somebody try to explain this to me because it does 
it finishes the story, but it does leave you on a little bit of a twist of like, well, what did what happened here? Or what are they doing? Um, and so it's funny because I went to Google it and people that were like answering the question, like, what happened here? I'm not going to say what it is. Um, they were all saying, we'll find out Mafia 3. No, you won't. <laughs> because Mafia 3 has nothing to do with this story. Yeah, I was going to ask that too. <laughs> so no. Vito is in it in Mafia 3, but the plot I'm, point I'm talking about in Mafia 2 that it ends on, I don't remember them ever addressing that in Mafia 3. I'm going to pop Mafia 3 back in. Well, I've got it on PC. I'm going to try to go through it. I doubt I'll finish it just because I just played that three or four years ago. But um, maybe I'll pick up on some things when I get to Vito's section and he'll he'll maybe fill me in on some things. That was a pretty bold move in 3 when they totally went away from a super urban setting and went down to the bayou kind of a setting. with. Well, And they upset a lot of people. And after playing Mafia 2, I get it. I really yeah. do. Because Mafia 2 really makes me feel like I'm in a Mafia yeah. game. Yeah. Mafia 3 does not make me feel like I'm in a Mafia game. No. It makes more me of a feel like a modern I'm in a mafia re- an amazing revenge yeah. story yeah. that I thought was awesome. Like, I know the game gets crapped on a lot. I loved it. Is I would say this series, if I had to define Mafia 2 and Mafia 3, and I'm sure Mafia 1 falls in this too, is these games are amazingly terrible. And what I mean by that is, like, they're really, really good, but they're super flawed. So you either like them or you don't. Like, yeah. it, it totally, like, if somebody said Mafia games are trash and then they explain why and they're like, the gameplay is terrible, I couldn't fight them on it and be like, you're a piece of crap. Like, other people will do with games that are clearly created well. Like, they play well and stuff like that. <laughs> this game, Mafia 2 and Mafia 3 have flaws, clearly. Yeah. But where they shine, they shine really well. And I just really enjoyed the story. Um, will I ever play it again? Probably not. I would no, you just, you just finished it. So, yeah, there you go. Well, I'm saying down the road because yeah. I like to replay stuff. Like, I actually have an itch, and I think it's just a Mafia itch. I yeah. want to play Mafia 3. Yeah. Um, so I probably will be booting that up, even though I'm still playing The Outer World. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I'm about nine or ten hours in. I'm not killing anybody. Well, not like how I use Even your enemies? Killing them. <laughs> there try, a, full pacifist, a full pacifist run. I actually run. try to talk my sick? way out of stuff. There are, are some sick? circumstances where I just shot everybody up, and I actually am just talking my way out of it. Yeah. I'm real high on... Dude, by the way, on that game, I really quickly... I made a big mistake of accepting... I forget how they word it, but you can take a bonus point or a perk of some kind but then you get a negative effect on something yeah 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 i didn't realize how much taking the negative effect of being dumb affects all conversations for the rest of the game Uh, but i gotta tell you it was hilarious so like if if you are doing multiple playthroughs of this and you kind of don't care if your character is the most intelligent uh it's so funny because some of the you know how they with all the responses, they'll have one with little parentheses that says like intelligence or business or whatever. There's one that says dumb and you pretty much just say the most useless inane <laughs> stuff. You don't understand anything. So there's even straight up dumb option. Like, there's even one moment where I had to go to a computer and I had to, to my character is supposed to read what's there and then input the response or the answer, whatever it was. And 
the only option I had was dumb, where it was slam the keyboard. That was the only thing I could do. Uh, <laughs> it's just like boom, boom. So I just thought it was so smart the way they did that. It's really really funny. But that's nice. Um, so I I played a little bit of and I, and I emphasize a little bit only about an hour so far. I haven't had a ton of time to play this one um, of the wonderful 101 remastered. I grabbed it on the Switch and you know it looks fine, but it's not knocking my socks off. Part of me wonders if I would have enjoyed this more on a uh, on one of the other consoles. I think it's just on PS4, right? It doesn't so, look wonderful, Tim. Is that it looks okay. Thankfully, they've got a pretty good art style that. Like that cell shaded art style, yeah, and it yeah. works. It's just, it really looks a little dated. Like it's um, a remaster, right? Isn't that pretty much? It's all a remaster, it is? right? It's a remaster. So I'll just say this real quick. It's got a real charm to it. It's really interesting. It's got a unique combat. You can use the Switch touchscreen um, to execute certain moves, but if you don't like doing that, you can just use the right control stick to do the motions for most of those. Um, so it's fine. It's just not what I expected from a platinum game. I expected a different t- style of fighting, but it's good. It's it's really interesting oh, yeah. and creative, and the music is hilarious. There's this like choir singing this very cheesy like superhero theme song in the oh, background yeah. of the entire first level. I was like, what is this? That's pretty but, sweet. Yeah, I, I like it. I don't know that it's for everybody necessarily, but I, I'm enjoying it. It's one of the few Wii U games left um, that I had totally missed. Yeah. So I was I was excited to grab it. I know it had a small but passionate uh, following when it came out. Right. So right. I bought it on the Wii U. I played a little bit. It's definitely not my type of game. Yeah, it's a little it's a little quirky. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, but the one that I have been playing a lot more. This is the reason why I didn't play as much Wonderful 101. I plan on playing that one a lot more Friday and then into into Saturday. But instead, I spent my time uh, pretending to be a shark, uh, swimming oh, yeah. swim in the open seas and man eater. So Maneater is this game uh, from Deep Silver. Uh, it's so funny. They're, they're this, I think they're the publisher, right? And they're this company yeah. that just keeps putting out. For the most part, we consider them to be like the double A, kind of like not quite as the good to age. But, but they're fine. Um, and every once in a while, they'll have a game that's surprisingly fun. And I think uh, the, the developer, Tripwire, they did stuff like Killing Floor and a whole bunch of other games that you've probably heard of before, but maybe isn't at the top of your list. So they've had lots of development experience, and so they poured all that into what is essentially a, and I'm not exaggerating here, it's essentially a small open-world RPG where you're a shark. And that's really what it is. Yes, the RPG elements are very light, but they're there. You you level up. You level up by killing, by completing quests. There's optional side quests. There's areas <laughs> to explore. There's all these little caves and stuff you can swim into. Um, your shark actually grows up. Um, at the very beginning, you're this full-powered shark, and then a bunch of story... Believe, me, believe it or not, story stuff happens, and then you start <laughs> as a baby shark right. at that point. You're a pup. And so then you have to level up from level one, where even things like um, barracudas are big monsters to you. But as you get bigger, now you can start to chomp on some of that stuff a little more easily. I still can't beat an alligator. I'm level seven, and alligators are pretty tough to beat. But um, Really? But anyway, um, there's plenty of stuff to upgrade. You start to get all kinds of like uh, weird... Um, mutated elements as well, things like electroshock and all kinds of stuff that you can get. So they're going down that B-movie arcade route while still having a surprisingly fun and pretty good-looking world to explore. I mean, is it is it going to be the showpiece for your 4K TV? No. 
but it looks pretty good. The shark looks good. The movement looks good. The, yeah, I was going to say, how are the actual mechanics? Like how, how is like the shark, like the swimming? How's that? Swimming flow? is really fun. Swimming yeah. around is fun. Going full speed is fun. Uh, breaking the surface with your fin and kind of like freaking everybody out. That's a blast. I mean, they really did a good job with that. Yeah. Um, and you can launch yourself out of the water. You can actually flop up onto the land. And as your shark gets stronger, you have longer oxygen meter. Then you can stay on okay. land and flop around and keep chomping people and things while you're up there. So um, explain to me, since it's got like a level system, like I'm watching a little video where my shark is level one and then yeah. everything that it's spotting has levels. So yep. a turtle's level one, yep. barracuda's level five. How does the gameplay work? Yeah, you, so the, you would think a shark would just be able to just, no matter your level, just one shot everything. Just Well, they, they have it. levels going along with your age. So you start literally as a newborn shark that you're leveling up. The very beginning of the game is kind of a tutorial where you're a full-powered mama shark. Bad guy ends up catching you even though you beat the boss. He catches you and he slices you open. And you're like, what the heck? And then there's a baby shark in there. Okay. And so then he slices the baby shark and says, this is so I remember you when I see you when you're full grown. He throws you back in the water. Revenge. Yeah. And so now you're this little baby. Oh, you bite off his hand before he throws you in. So uh, now he's got no <laughs> hand. You've got a big scar. And you can tell they're going to have them. It's, it's, it's all very cheesy, but it's actually kind of interesting the way they do it. It's mm. kind of stylish. Um, but then, yeah, so you're a total baby shark. And by level five or six, you go from a pup. And, and then all, you literally grow. Like you go into your cave where you can do all your upgrading. And it literally grows into a teen-sized shark. And now you can take on stuff that's bigger. And then from so there, if you're, you're a level one pup. You can't eat a level five. That's what I'm asking. Like, how does? I mean, if you're really good at dodging, um, maybe you could. But I think that'd be really tough. That'd be really yeah. tough to do. So you kind of want to just run away from everything and just eat the little catfish and groupers and stuff until you level up. Um, and then, then you become an adult and then an elder. And I'm assuming there's other phases after that because i think you get into like mega size at a certain point but i'm not Megalodon, sure i'm not sure how big but um eventually you can take out boats i mean it's fun i'm at this size now where i can go flopping up onto people's little rowboats and stuff and just start eating them and pull them into the water with me and then you, nice. you can actually bring them down underwater and thrash them around until they're dead like it's pretty violent um it but it's all fun. kind of car it's cartoony arcade violent yeah, it sounds fun, but I hate sharks because they're terrifying. So yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah, this is how I face my fears. You get to be the shark, which is fun. I think the combat is okay. Um, for most enemies, you're just you can swim right up to them and just chomp, chomp, chomp. You kind of just you keep tapping the right trigger to chomp away. Yeah. Or if you actually get them when they're vulnerable, then you hold in that chomp and then you use the right stick to thrash back and forth, and then their health goes down real fast because you're okay. thrashing them around. So they give you some cool things that lets you feel like a shark. There's a tail whip move you can learn where you can spin around and smack them with your tail to stun them. Um, some of the enemies that attack you, you have to dodge. There's a dodge at the right moment. And if you do that right, then they're, they'll flash for a second because they're vulnerable. And then you can do your thrash move on them. So they give you, I think, some pretty good ways to fight that make it feel challenging and fun. But listen, this is not the best – or this was not a game that had the most uh, money behind it. And you can tell that. Some of the technical shortcomings are obvious. Um, the camera is a problem, especially at the beginning. Like that, at the beginning, I was like, oh, if this is how the camera is the whole game, I'm going to struggle. But the, the thing is, at the beginning, you're in shallow swamp water, basically. Okay. And there's not a lot of space to work with. Once you get out into the more of the open lakes and eventually, like, really big bodies of water, then the camera's not that bad. So, anyway, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's a silly game. It's only 40 bucks. I'm assuming it'll be 
on a Game Pass or on a major sale at some point. So if you're looking for some kind of dumb fun this summer, I think that's a good one. Um, it is pretty violent. You swim right up and just start chomping people to bits. And they do once you start eating people, that's when your threat meter goes up because now humans take notice of you. They don't care if you eat other animals. But as soon as you start attacking humans, your threat meter goes up and they'll start sending bounty hunters after you. And there's actually like named boss bounty hunters that if you get up to a certain threat level, now they are after you, you know. So I just killed a guy named Bayou Billy. So yeah. take that, Billy. Take that, Billy. So that's, that's pretty fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention real quick was the Iron Man VR demo. So I finally pulled out the old VR headset again with the oh, PS4 okay. <laughs> and because um, I saw that they had an Iron Man demo out. I recommend if you've got a VR headset, go grab this demo. I think they did a pretty – oh, you have to have a, the move controllers as well. Sure. Um, I think they did a I, – I hesitate to say really. I'll just say I think they did a good job with recreating what it might feel like to be Iron Man. Hmm. You're standing there. you got your VR headset on. you got your two move controllers, and your move controllers act as your palms. And so you actually bring your hands up, and you either can face them out to shoot, or you can face them down or behind you to kind of boost in different directions, right, to fly around. Yeah. Um, and then so the triggers are for your boost, and then that thumb button on the move controllers is to shoot. There's also a way you can do a super punch and stuff like that. I, I, I think it's pretty fun. Now, is this a game that I would spend even 40, let alone 60 on? No, but it is a pretty fun uh, superhero game. And the, so far, the dialogue, I, they, you pretty much play two levels, an intro level, and then you get to play the first mission where you meet the bad guy, sort of. Um, and it's pretty fun. I highly recommend you go give it a shot if you've got a VR headset. Um, I thought the visuals were good, as good as I mean VR always struggles for me to really capture yeah. amazing visuals, but the feel of it was good. Flying around, I let my oldest son try it too. He really enjoyed it. So you're playing I like this it. on PlayStation VR, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I would assume because it's on other VR platforms, right? It might look a little bit better. So. I thought this was a PSVR exclusive. I mean, this is, is it? PSVR. Oh, is it? Okay. I thought it yeah. was on like maybe something else. I too. have the PSVR, but it's like I never take it out. I'm not going to bother hooking it up for anything. I'd rather use my Oculus Quest. So if it's not on there, I won't. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how the full game is received. But I, I enjoyed the demo for what it is. It comes out in July. So I liked it. I liked it. Cool. All right, guys, you have a choice right now. We're going to go into a co-op quiz time. We're going to work together on this one. I actually have not nice. seen these answers either. So we're either going to go through, and I, it's just you have to trust me. I haven't looked at these answers. And we'll pick, we'll pick the answer together, and then we'll see if we can get a good grade on either video game movie quiz or 90s kids gaming quiz. Oh, I, I mean, I say 90s kids. That's what I would pick, I think. But, Derek, what would you prefer? Do you care? That's fine. <laughs> All Both right, we're going to go through. <laughs> Both are trash. We're going to go through sure. this 90 kids, 90s kids uh, gaming quiz. Let's see how we do together. All right. What happens if we lose, Tim? Do we explode or? We do. <laughs> All three of us. Lose. So you want to you want to get your affairs in order because it's going to be rough. Okay. All right, guys. I might die. <laughs> it's multiple choice. Which year was Sonic the Hedgehog released? 1994, Ooh. 92, 91, 97. The original one? Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. I, I feel like it's 91, right? Like it's early. It has to be 91 because I couldn't have been older than 12. All right, so 91. All right, we're going with 91. Correct. I was going to say 90 or 91. So. We nailed it. All right, we're one for yeah. one. Go team. 
All right. What is the name of Crash Bandicoot's sister? Is it Sasha, Lizzie, Coco, or Chrissy? Oh, shoot. Is it Coco? Because he has a girlfriend in the first one. I have no I, idea. It's either Coco or Chrissy. Coco. So I'm going to say Coco. Yeah. Gaston's Coco. yelling at us right now. <laughs> All right. We're going with Coco. Correct. Yeah. yeah. There you go, Gaston. You're welcome. Coco's the younger sister of Crash, just like her older brother. She was genetically engineered through Dr. Neocortex's. Uh, it's boring already. Okay. <laughs> There's our Crash reference for the episode. For there Gaston. you go. There's the Crash reference. What was the last Super Mario game released in the 90s? Super Mario Brothers 3. That's already wrong. Uh, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island, Super Mario 64, or Super Mario World? The last, Gotta be 64, right? The last one released in the 90s? Yeah. Well, basically, because I think Super Mario Brothers 3, that was NES, that was early. Super Mario Hold World. On. So you said Super Mario uh, Brothers, wait, sorry, Yoshi's Island? Was yeah. that? I think yeah. actually. It could be Yoshi's Island, because I think it was kind of almost like that God of War 2 scenario. Where it PS3 came out maybe released. after the 64 had already yeah. been released. I could be wrong, but I, I I know it was released right at the tail end of the Super Nintendo. So All right, so I Mario... would pick that over... What was the one you were saying, Tim? Mario 64, which I know is 96. I feel like so Mario 64 was like, yeah. I want to say Super Mario World was probably a 91 game. Yeah, and Mario World's... Yeah. Super Mario 64 was a 96. So if Yoshi's Island came out after that, that means there was five years between Super Mario World 1 and 2. I, I think it's Yoshi's Island, but I could be wrong. All right. That's Sounds what like I would choose. We're going to, it's two to one. Derek and Dan pick Yoshi's Island. Yes. What are you picking? I pick six, I would pick 64. All right. I'm not going to go 64. <laughs> All right. What? We're going with. <laughs> We're going with Yoshi's Island. Here we go. Wrong. It was Mario uh, 64. Uh, what year was so? Do they tell um, you? It doesn't tell me the wrong answer. It just says that Super so Mario 64. Mario 64 was 96. Then that must have been 95. Or maybe it was 96, but like an earlier month. Yeah, it could have been really close. Yeah. All right. I'm going to rely on you guys for this one. Which video game fighting franchise is the home of Nina Williams? Is it Tekken, Street Fighter, Soul Calibur, or Virtua Fighter? Nina Williams? Oh, uh, Nina... Virtual Fighter. Nina Williams. Yeah, I was going to say either that or Tekken, because definitely not the other one. It's not Street it's Fighter. No. All right, Nina Williams, Virtua Fighter. Going for Virtua it? Fighter. Yeah. Virtua Fighter. Nope, it's Tekken. Ah. Whoops. I've never. I'm not into Tekken or Virtua Fighter, so. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I knew it wasn't Street Fighter. That's all I knew. All right. This is dumb. Back-to-back -back Tekken questions. Here we go. Uh, in Tekken, what is the name of Jin Kazama's mother? Yikes. Oh, for God's sakes. Is it As Asuka, Megan, June, or Unknown? <laughs> Asuka, Megan, June, or Unknown? I'm going to go with Unknown. Let's go Unknown. It's unknown. Uh, okay, sure. Because he has daddy issues. No, it's it. not unknown. It's June. J-U-N. June sure. Kazama. Stupid. No one cares about Tekken. <laughs> she, guys, she mysteriously vanished after the events of the second game. Much sure. to fans' disappointment. Sure. I gotta say, as much as I enjoyed Tekken when I was younger, I never cared about the story. <laughs> never. I'm with you. Uh, I only played Tekken on the arcades. I never played the console versions of it. Um, which horror video game franchise came first? 
Resident Evil, Doom, Silent Hill, or Dino Crisis? I mean, if we're considering Doom a horror franchise, it would be Doom. Of, of these games they listed, I, it's got to be Doom, right? It came before all those, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call that a horror franchise. But... I don't, yeah. Well, they're talking about the original Doom, right? Not. Yeah. I think they would consider the original one a first-person shooter and horror game, right? No. I would just call it a first-person shooter. I wouldn't throw horror in there. But, uh, like, probably back in that day, that was horror. Sure. Well, Doom Three is straight up like a horror game, right? But yeah. Doom Three is, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Let's just do, yeah, Doom. Yeah. Doom sounds right. Doom is correct. To confuse you, yeah. They're trying to make you think it's. <laughs> yeah, the Doom is correct. Released mm-hmm. December tenth, nineteen ninety three. What a good Christmas, right? December nineteen ninety three. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is the first region of the Pokemon world called? Kanto, Galar, or Johto? It it. Ooh, Kanto. Or is it Kanto? Is it Kanto? I think it's Kanto. Kanto is the one that jumps out at me, but I can't. Well, Johto, Johto might have been the second one. I know it for sure is. It's not Galar. Galar is the Galar. new one. All right, so let's go with Kanto. Yes. Nailed it. Yeah. Pokemon Red and Blue, Green, whatever versions. Um. Uh, yeah, Kanto region. Sweet. Excellent. All right, we're gonna have to skip this one because it's a visual one and I didn't do a screen share. But I don't worry, I can handle this one, guys. It says name this video game character, and then it shows a purple dragon with gold wings. Crash Bandicoot. Kind of a... <laughs> oh my gosh. It's Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> and he's got a, he's got a real attitude look on his face, you know. He's got, he's got some attitude. All right, I'm gonna pick Kratos. Spyro. Here's the options though: it's Spyro, Cairo, Kylo, or Spizo. Kylo. <laughs> uh, Gaston, you should be like ecstatic man we're we're hitting all your favorite franchises man we really love those games is the next uh is the next question a a crash team racing game (laughs) you know what i actually might need you guys help with this one hang on give me one second spyro crash and doom all in one episode that's that's huge let's just talk about borderlands real quick he's romance explodes exploding all over the place all right can you guys see my screen yes that's right able to Name this duo. Is it John and Mindy, Leon and Claire, Leon and Kelly, John and Claire? Leon and Claire. That's Leon and Claire? All right. It is. Nailed it. Of course we did. Timothy, right. you, you couldn't. Yeah, I think you could have guessed that. I could have just because I know those two names go together. That's the only reason. Uh, in the first Super Mario, I'm sorry, Super Smash Brothers video game, how many playable characters are there? Look at mm-hmm. that cover. Look at that box art, by the way. Duke it out as your favorite Nintendo characters. That's awesome. All right, so how many playable characters in the first? Five, 17, 8, or 12? I want to say 12. It's, it's, I, I'm very sure it's 8. Oh, really? But 8 seems like such a small roster. Yeah, well, the first one had a very small roster. I mean, 12 uh, is pretty cool. Scroll back up for a second. On the cover, they, we can see Mario. They put all 8 on the cover, then. Yeah, well, that's, this, that's Link, this Star five, Fox, Kirby, uh, Samus, Pikachu, and Mario. Now that's six there, but I mean, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it's eight. I'm going twelve. I, I feel like it's got to be twelve. I'm going twelve. Alright. Correct. Oh, okay. So Stupid it is twelve. Right, it is. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> All right. Twelve. All right. In the original Let's Tomb play Raider, Smash Brothers right now, bro. Let's play Smash Brothers. In the original Tomb Raider game released in 1996, who is the main villain? That I don't know. Here's the options. We got Marto Bartoli, 
Larson Conway, Werner Von Croy, or Jacqueline Natla? Oh, they all look super cool. This they can't be it. Have... This one looks a little too new, right? This... I'm going to say Larson. I think Werner Von Croy looks a little like a newer game than the 96 game. Yeah. Some nice gonna, faces, by the way. In the bottom right one, she looks a little more modern. I would say it's the top two. But it would probably be Larson. He looks the most PlayStation. Yeah, let's go with Larson. Look at this. Look at these arms, by the way. Just rectangles. Awesome arms. <laughs> Just no transition from forearm into hand. Look at that. Slight upgrade from Final Fantasy VII. Slight All right, here upgrade. we go. No, it's incorrect. It was oh, Jacqueline no. Natla. Right. She's the original villain. Shenanigans. She was in Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider Anniversary, and Tomb Raider Underworld. There you go. Ladies fighting ladies. He obviously didn't do a good job of getting rid of her. But I, I thought we would get like a, here's how good you are. <laughs> All right. Nothing. So we we were, let's see, got one for two and then two for three, three for four, four for five, five, six, nope, five, seven. Five out of eight. Oh, those back-to-back Tekken ones got us. Five out of nine. Six out of ten. Seven out of eleven. Okay. Trash. Seven eleven. Seven eleven. Could have been worse. Definitely could have been better. I mean, seven elevens are gross, so I guess our results are gross. I guess so. Yep. All right. All right, let's move on. Let's get into some news before we wrap up our show for this week. There are a few headlines that are worth covering, I think. Uh, So the first one that jumped out at me is the one that Derek's already covered, so I won't go too far into it, and that's with 2K Games officially confirming the Mafia uh, trilogy is on this way, and specifically that the definitive edition of the original is a complete remake set for release on PS4, Xbox One, PC on August 28th. So that's pretty cool. If that's on the way. Um, also, you guys need to make sure you immediately go to your computers and download Crucible, the newest free-to-play multiplayer shooter. I already did it. Good. Good. Congrats. No. <laughs> it's a uh, third-person multiplayer shooter. Sounds like they're trying to really ride on the coattails of all that good Fortnite money out there. But Amazon's getting into that video game biz. There they go. No. <laughs> As if Amazon doesn't have enough money at all, Tim. I mean, they're actually struggling a lot. So I know. I I listened to a uh, a series on the podcast Business Wars. They talked about Amazon versus Walmart. Sure. And that was actually pretty interesting because Amazon was really struggling to find their identity early on when they first really started going after books. Big bad at the time. I'm not kidding. At the time, big bad Barnes and Noble was like, "Who's this dumb upstart internet company?" (laughs) And they tried to take Amazon down and got smashed. Yep, and then then it, then it turned into a Walmart battle. So anyway, yep. Um, and by the way, I didn't realize Amazon poached a bunch of Walmart execs who knew how to set up um, all the different like inventory systems and stuff like that, and how to set oh. up the right warehouses and all that. They snatched a bunch of really smart Walmart uh, execs to do that stuff. Really, well, that's yeah. smart. If you've got the money, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it worked. It. it worked. I mean, Amazon the warehouse stuff is second to none at this point. They they kill it with that stuff but all right um i'm not aware of any microsoft news from this week that's specific to microsoft the only thing that jumped out at me 
that I know my kids are excited about is that Minecraft Dungeons is going to be a Game Pass day one game. So they're all excited to play that multiplayer together. Um, so that'll be out this coming week. Other than that, I don't know of any Microsoft news. Nah, pretty quiet. Yeah, nothing notable at least. Um, I do think we're going to get an Xbox 2020 of some sort in June. I just don't think it's going to be quite as uh, big as the July one they're planning. But I do think we'll get something from them in June. Um, if I had to guess. I hope. We need I hope so. I hope so too. Um, so I already talked a little bit about the VR demo for Iron Man on the PS4. If you've got VR, I suggest giving it a shot. It's kind of cool. Um Dan, good news. We talked about this with Ghost of Tsushima. It sounds like we don't have to choose between Ghost or Samurai. Indeed. That's good. I think that's good. Well, it's good also because um, the last, what, three games from Sucker Punch, which were all of the infamous games, you kind of had to pick one or the other, essentially. Yeah. Uh, like good guy um, path or you know bad guy path. So yeah. at least yeah. here, it's you're not kind of being tied down to that specific gameplay style and, and sort of look and vibe for your character. You're you're doing what you want, which is realistic and makes sense. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. What's cool, and this is what this is just a quote from the article I was reading about it. Um, basically, they say that you'll be able to few, fluidly transition between the two styles at will, depending on how things are unfolding. So. That's pretty cool. I kind of thought, all right, you just need to gear up. If you want to go in as a samurai, gear up and get ready. But apparently you can switch at will as you're playing. So I'm not sure how that's going to work, but I'm excited to see it. Occupation fluid. Yeah, that's right. It is. Occupation fluid. Or gender fluid. We're very woke here at sure. the podcast. Yes, exactly. Um, tell me about this uh, Gears of War 3 running on a <laughs> PS3 business. What was this yeah. all about? Well, I saw that pop up and I was like, oh, that's funny. So I just figured it'd take the like minute to talk about it because that's just that's just silly why so did they do that uh, why was it running on ps3 I, I, well i'm i'm guessing they were potentially considering releasing it on ps3 i don't know um but yeah early footage of um the 2011 gears of war 3 running on ps3 developer hardware was uh posted to youtube by some former hack i don't know why he's dubbing himself self-proclaimed former hacker pixel butts <laughs> he's like, like i'm not about that life anymore guys <laughs> yeah which is just a weird description, but um, but yeah, like I, I watched it and I was like, yeah, that's that's Gears of War three on on PS3, like you know them trying to run it on PS3, just kind of a fun what if. I mean, what if they did? What if Gears of War also went to the PS3, just like everyone thought Mass Effect was just going to be an Xbox exclusive series, and then two and three came out um, on PS3, so it's just kind of a fun what if because that Gears was one of the ten poles for Xbox. Mm. Or is yeah. one of the ten poles. So yeah, it's a weird one because I did see somewhere people were saying, "Oh, this is just because they wanted to check out." Uh, they were doing some testing with a certain engine on the PS3. Oh. I'm like, okay, that could make sense, but why would you test on an engine that doesn't work on the 360? And you're gonna tell me there weren't enough demo kits there? Like, why go through the trouble of porting it over? I don't know. I'm not sure all those details. Maybe it was for. Was there a PC version of Gears 3? I don't know. No, I think there was only a PC version of the original Gears. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not sure of all the deep. This seems like a weird one, but it happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought yeah. that was interesting. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then this this other one I threw in there just because like it's one of those this really grinds my gears situation. Yeah. So Sony offered everyone for the PlayStation Plus games uh, for May. What was it? Uh, Skylines. 
City, mm-hmm. that city Builder city game. Yeah, 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 yeah. City Skyline. And then um, Farm Simulator 19. Yeah. And apparently people on the internets complained a bunch. So Sony gave all of us who have PlayStation Plus uh, a subscription to Funimation Now, which is a anime streaming service, two months for free. Hmm. So that's uh, 12 bucks uh, value per month. Wait, for, is that already a, happening now? So we've missed most of May. If you're just hearing about this, I, well, I think I think it's just going into effect. Like that, oh. you're getting the maybe there's like I haven't checked my email. I think some people saying they're getting like emails about it. Um, so I'm guessing maybe there's like a code, and then okay. you would enter that and get to. Oh, it's when you activate now. your account, you get two months. I guess. Yeah. Um, but That's it's cool. like, you know, as if there isn't enough going on in the world that we need to complain about something that doesn't matter, like free. <laughs> games for playstation plus i mean they're not technically free you're you're essentially kind of paying like what a few bucks i think it's fine to complain about it i really feel like sony shouldn't have responded to it they should have just ignored it yes because now you're encouraging anytime somebody doesn't like well i guess you would have to have a, a a big following but anytime you don't like the games they pick you're now setting the stage that or the tone for complainers, they should respond. Like well, they should give us what we want. Complaining's different than just being like, oh, well, that's kind of a bummer month. Oh, well. And then you just keep going about your day like a normal human being. But yeah. like to actively complain about these games, like just you're just don't download the games then. Like you're yeah. fine. There's other things to play, literally a bunch of things to play all the time, always. Like, do you know what's <laughs> crazy is like, and again, you have to go into the bigger groups, our small group. I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure there's a few people in our small group that barely buy video games. Actually, there are a few um, that they do rely on these free games because they barely buy games. But if you go into like bigger groups where there are gamers in there, there's a lot of them that they only play what is free. They do not go and buy. Yeah, they kind of rely on these services. They buy like yeah, Call of Duty and every year, and then they rely on Fortnite's and PlayStation Plus and Xbox yeah. Game Pass or Xbox Live. They re- they rely on all that stuff because they will not go and pay sixty dollars per game. Could it be because <laughs> they're cheap butts? Probably. But that's a choice, though, right? I mean, and obviously there's different – like, if you have kids, and depending on what your finances are, that's fine. But, like, that's not Sony's fault that your finances don't allow for you to always buy a $60 game or even a $40 game or a $30 game. But like The way a lot of these people – and I'm not saying they would use this as an example – but they, the way that a lot of these people look at it, because again, they are cheap butts, is they're paying what five, ten dollars a month. It's sixty dollars well, a year, so yeah, so five dollars a month, right? They're paying five dollars a month. They're giving PlayStation five dollars a month, and of that five dollars, they expect a quality product. Just like if you go to um, a restaurant, or let's do fast food, because restaurants are way more than five dollars. You go to fast food. You buy a five dollar hamburger, you expect it to be a five dollar hamburger, like at that level. Um, and in their opinion, these two games are not worth five dollars to them. Sure. And I get it. Like, could you have given them one of those and then given them something else and then given another yes. one, the other one later and another month with another game? Yeah, well, you could have hit my those only comment is they gave them two pretty low key sim games. Yes, it was the same type of game. 
But I, I follow what Daniel says, and that is how I look at everything. Like, I'm just like, who cares? Shut up. In fact, I hate whiners. And then I, like, started following God, and he was like, you need to be more empathetic. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. No. I don't want to. I don't want to. But I, what I'm trying to say is, like, I get it. Like, I understand because I think it's a, it doesn't impact my life at all. I agree with Daniel. But I get why they would be like that. My yeah. issue is PlayStation should have, honestly, I don't care about customer service and all that stuff, this situation. They should have been like, that's great. We'll, we'll improve next month. They should have not given Dude, you Dude, it's anything. just like going to the grocery store with your toddler and they throw a fit. So you get them candy and get them whatever they want. Just to shut them up. Please, please, please just stop throwing the fit. Well, guess what's going to happen every friggin' time you go to the store? So yeah, you set well, the precedent. It is interesting that they chose And we got to stop acting like and I'm going to speak to America because like, uh -oh. I live in other oh, Thanks, President Derek. <laughs> but I, we got to stop acting like adults are not entitled children. Like, there are so many entitled children. Like, we have a small group, and there's still a handful of entitled children in our group. And again, if you go into bigger gaming groups, the amount of entitled children behavior, child behavior, is extremely high. Should like, we go through name by name and say yes or no to their entitled <laughs> children's status? Yeah, it's it's really bad. Like it's yeah. really bad. Like there's just it's. I can give you example after example. It can't just be like there's no like critical thinking, like I said, but there's no like empathy even to 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 um, businesses. Yeah. And I, I understand you go, why would you have any empathy for a business? But you also have to start thinking like if you were the owner of the business. And a lot of these people don't like, oh, I'll give you this as an example. I thought this was super awesome. This guy was an idiot. This is what I'm talking about, critical thinking. So I'm in that Colin group, you know, Colin Moriarty <laughs> group. And this guy yep. posts, this is, this definitely needed to be posted. This is serious stuff. He was upset because he pre-ordered, um, Saints Row 3 Remastered. Now, this is a huge release. Like, this oh, is I, huge I, saw, I saw that post. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he pre-ordered it digitally, and his post was, well, if I would have just gone to Walmart, I could have been playing this right now, but because PSN hasn't updated, I'm not being able to play my game now. So I have to wait for PSN, and I'm going... Yeah. Oh my God. Like, first <laughs> of all, you're an idiot. Like you couldn't even like do any type of critical thinking at all and go, okay, well, you would have had to leave your house at midnight to go pick up a game, gas, time, all that stuff. Like he was just basically saying physical, physical copies are better because in this one circumstance, he has to wait for PSN. And everybody that responded was like, um, Dude, that doesn't even make sense because every game unlocks at 12. Well, this one doesn't. You found one game that is a remaster that barely anybody cares about. What, Eli? What are you doing? Also, the and PlayStation Store updates on Tuesdays mm -hmm. at the same at about the same time every week. Like yeah. always around the same time. Around and like if it's if it's a major release, and also I think the problem here, it, it probably isn't honestly a PlayStation issue. It's probably has something to do with Deep Silver, but they kind of announced this remaster quickly and put it into play. 
Usually if a game's announced a long ways away, they have all these systems built in for it to unlock at 12 o'clock that time for all. Because you got to remember, it's not just about East Coast. They have right. to set up the times for all time zones. So, well, that's why GameStop started doing that later yeah. on, that the, the nine o'clock thing, because people on the West Coast were getting the games technically before us. So, well, they really did it because they didn't want their employees staying until twelve o'clock and. Well, pay. that that also, yeah. As soon as so, they got permission yeah. to not do that, they're like not paying you over. Well, you just pointed out something, Derek, that to me is the biggest difference between a large group, whether it's for gaming or sports or whatever you're community is and the smaller more focused groups and i think the large groups you've got no context for what most people are saying so you've got just joe smith coming out of nowhere posting some hot take and we just assume at least i do i guess i give people the benefit of the doubt that they're probably a relatively normal person with rational thoughts who think similarly to me mm-hmm. and i'm like what is wrong with them why would they say something like this i don't know they're probably Maybe they're a little slow. Maybe this is their first video game they've ever played before. Maybe they're a child. I have no idea. I don't have the context. And so I go into it and I get really annoyed. Like, why would they talk like that? Why would they respond to me like that? What's their deal? But then a smaller group, I feel like we get to know each other really well. And so when Derek posts something that if I didn't know him at all, I'd probably be like, who is this douchebag? Like, what was that? (laughs) But now that I know his sense of humor and I usually can read what's going on behind that, he's being sarcastic or he's... It's yeah. some kind of delivery that I'm like, I get that. I see what he's doing. Um, and so we have an advantage because we all know each other really well. Right. And so in those large groups, I have, dude, I've had to start either getting myself kicked out by by podcast beyond group or by just muting or leaving the group or stopping notifications. Cause that happens to me all the time. I'll see some posts and I'm like, who is this person? Like they couldn't really think this, right? Well, I I never block anybody, and there I don't remember his last name, but in in podcast unlocked, I had to block this Ray guy, and it wasn't because like we Ray fought. Romano. Yeah. I <laughs> yes. don't know. I I I've seen him before. This is like a long time ago, and then I was like, gosh, this guy's got to be the dumbest person i've ever met and he's not new or anything he's been in unlocked and beyond i remember him i used to fight with him and beyond but in unlocked i don't i don't talk to him at all but i just would see him post dumb posts asking dumb google questions always clearly (laughs) keeping attention and i was like you know what i gotta block this guy like i have to not see this guy he's just trying to start conversations okay he's just trying to connect for your own health and sanity you had to block yeah (laughs) had to get out of there i don't blame you i don't blame you those those large groups are typically more toxic than they are i think it's a good way to get your foot in the door and kind of get introduced to some people that might be cool and fun to talk to and game with but more often than not you're gonna be like what is wrong with people i think like what i had at beyond like we don't need to talk about a lot because a lot of our listeners are like what are you talking about but i used to be an admin and beyond it took me a while to like probably a year year and a half to get to a place where even though it was a big group and you had constant people coming in and out, a lot of people knew how I was. Like I, they would see me comment and post, like it got to a point where whether you liked me or didn't like me. And I had a lot of people who didn't like me, but I was also one of the most popular people there that liked me. They at least knew my tone and it took a long time. And I did like that. I liked that I could post like a crazy dumb post that I post now in this group I could do it and beyond and get away with it. 
I now can't do that. If I go do that and unlocked or something like that, they'll be like, this guy's a dumb idiot. And I don't have the patience or even the desire anymore. You know, I'm eight years older and just don't care to even try to connect with these people or explain because that's what I got tired of doing. It's a joke. You're an idiot. <laughs> You're reading it literal. You're a moron. You have no critical thinking. Like, I just got tired of doing that. I'll still fight with people sometimes, but for the most part, I stay away from a lot of fighting because I'm like, this is just not worth it. Like, well, not only that, if you think about, because you're probably right, a lot of times the people you talk to, they might be a moron. They might have no ability to critically. Some of them are just trolling, but a lot. They of might them be trolling, are. but some of them might not have a really good, good strength and critical thinking. And if you tell them that, they're not going to be able to process that. No. They're going to just think you're being a jerk. So you're just being critical. You're just hey, being mean. But without these groups, we wouldn't exist. That's right. That's absolutely 100% I would 100 still exist, true. Daniel. I nope. don't think you would. Nope. No, he means the collective we. we, we, we. Okay. Uh, let me close out with one more piece of news I thought was interesting. The Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is coming out here in just a short week and a half or so. A little more than a week and a half. Um, on the 29th, and the I think it was the oh, director. Days. You don't even know what the frick day it is, man. Six is that days. this Friday? That's coming out this Friday. Yes. Yeah, that's this Friday. My, my bad. My, for some reason, I'm I was excited. in a week, week before. Yeah, this is going to be good. I'm so uh, excited. I'll probably play an hour and be like, I'm not in the mood for this. <laughs> you probably will. The director has, they've talked about how there's new content in the form of this epilogue that they're calling Future Connected. Hmm. And as they interviewed him about it, he said it's about 10 to 12 hours of additional story and maybe oh, 20 cool. hours of uh, all the additional side Jeez. stuff you could do. So, so it's a. Hours. It's yeah, five hours. It's a big chunk of content that they've added onto the end of this thing, which is really cool. I gotta say, for people that have not played this game, like, no, it's not gonna look like your modern JRPG. But if you ever played this game on the Wii, it did some really cool stuff on the Wii while still being decent looking. Even though, like, if I was looking at it now, I'd be like, this is hideous. Because it was standard definition, it wasn't high def. It was right. very uh, bland looking, but they did some really cool stuff that other games couldn't do on the Wii. Now to have it in high def, it, you know the Switch can pull off bright colors and make things look prettier um, than they actually are. Like they can yeah. run things at lower P's, but mm-hmm. still make it look. Yeah, look at Xenoblade Chronicles too. That's a good looking game. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see it. Is it going to blow everybody away with the voice acting and all that? No, this is an older game, but it was a really good game. Like, they yeah. had a great cast of characters. It's very open. Like, it's, oh, yeah, it's huge. really open. Yeah. Like, you can just exp- – it's more open than Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Chronicles well, that was, 2 that was more open of- area, right? Yeah. Chronicles yeah. 2 was just, like, open area, but it had a lot of, like – linear confusing like i that was my biggest complaint about that game is the traveling around everywhere i just got lost this is more open like you really feel like you're on an adventure and i loved it 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 reminds me if i had to compare it to anything it doesn't play like it but world-wise would be zelda breath of the wild because it just puts you out in this Mm. big open field and just says explore me well like up in the like in breath of the wild you could be up in the cliffs and then you could technically and obviously you'd lose all your health but you could jump all the way down like to the Mm -hmm. bottom furthest pit you could possibly do you can do that in this game like the the environments are just huge and there's like Mm -hmm. platforms up high and you can jump down and there's enemies everywhere like 
it's it's super cool i'm really hoping that i will get locked in i know how i am i have a, a lot of love for that game i put in probably 35 hours i probably was three-fourths through it on the wii and never finished it i would love to finish it it's um, super long but it's mm. a it's a classic to me like it's it's yeah. just one of those special games and Maybe well, my Nintendo's opinion. been putting out some really cool videos for this, by the way. So on their yeah. YouTube channel and on Twitter, if you go follow Nintendo or just go check out their channel, they've put out some really cool videos on characters. I've been able to see some of the gameplay and the way that you uh, can team up for attacks and all that kind of stuff. They've really shown, like, pu- pulled the, the hood back a little bit so you can see how things are going to work. So I'm very as, excited. It looks like a lot of fun. As far as RPGs within the last, like, 10 years, it's, it's like, one of the top ones for sure. Mm. Yeah. I think it's it's up there with like your I'm not saying it's as good but with your Persona fives and stuff like that where yeah. it's like it stands out yeah, yeah. it's special that's awesome so if you are on the fence yeah I was wrong I really this don't Friday. think Whoa. you should be on the fence like if you have a Switch and you like JRPGs you should be buying this and I'm speaking to people like Jesse White who are anti spending money on anything because they're idiots except beer. So is he one of the twelve? Or he complains about <laughs> this is a this is a re-release. Why is it sixty dollars? This is worth sixty dollars. It's yeah. totally. They also, I mean, it looks more like a remake than a re-release. It looks better than a remaster. It does. I think sheen. his issue when I had a conversation with him was, well, okay, yeah, it's upgraded compared to what it was, but if you compare it to yeah. modern day JRPGs, does it look as good as Final Fantasy VII remake or something like that? No. Oh. No, of course not. Um, it's still gonna look like your Tales of Viseria to me. You know, it's gonna look yeah. decent, but it's That's not. Fair. It's not. It's not triple A. It's yeah. more double A. Yeah, that's this. That's this Friday. So I totally forgot that was coming up so soon. I'm yeah. totally. I'm, I'm I already fine have it pre-ordered digitally, so all I have to do is wait for it to unlock. Nice. Oh crap! I needed to get the my switch. I need to get a switch, uh, light grip. grip, yeah, because it yeah. does. It's like it's starting to kink my hands up. Yeah, if any of you, and listen, I know the name of the company combined with the word grip sounds dirty, but the Satisfy Grip. Go oh, ahead and yeah. giggle. Go ahead and giggle. Okay. Please tell me more. That that it's by the way it's Satisfy, and then after the Y, there's actually an E. That's how it's spelled. It's kind of spelled weird. Anyway. Um, they make fantastic products for the Switch, everything from their cases to their... They actually also add um, little charger cables. So, for example, I leave mine in the grip almost all the time because I don't really play on my big screen with my Switch anymore, like hardly ever. And so instead of taking it out of the grip, which is... it's uh, It actually can make the Joy-Cons get a little loose in their connections by putting it in of the grip and back out all the time. So I just leave it in there, and I just have an extra plug coming out of the USB port in my in my uh um the switch dock mm-hmm. so i don't really have to dock it anymore i just have a plug sitting there and i just plug it in yeah so it comes with those little cords anyway it's it's pretty sweet go get one of those satisfied grips okay that wraps us up for this week thank you derek thank you dan and we'll talk to you guys next time peace bye mafia too make sure to bring some lube with that grip <laughs> i hate this. here we go Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu!
Finishing this fight.